The final season of Power Book 2, Ghost, begins. And for Tariq St. Patrick, it's the moment of truth. In the wake of being betrayed, pushed out of the drug game, and almost killed, Tariq is out for revenge. Will he prove to be like his father and do whatever is to be done to protect his family and his future? Or is he his own man? Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now only on Stars and the Stars app. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. Mess. Celebrate your magic in the middle of life's messes. Hot Happy Mess. I'm Zuri Hall and this is Hot, Hot Happy, Happy Mess. Oh, shoot. <laughs> what is up? Hello, hello. I am Zuri and this is Hot Happy Mess. If you're listening on the day that this is going up, then it's Wednesday. Wednesday. So happy hump day. If it's not, then happy whatever day it is. Really quickly, life is good. Things are busy. I've been in full-on work mode for the last couple of months. American Ninja Warrior is finally wrapping up and the new season premieres this summer on NBC, I think in June. So stay tuned for that. I'm really excited. And you know, the, the usual Access Hollywood grind, weeknights, check your local listings. And I am diving deep, continuing to dive deep into all things crypto and web three and nfts and it's a lot to process but i'm really excited to keep learning i'm excited that you get to learn with me we can go on this journey into the beyond together with that said last time we talked crypto it was crypto 101 i promise you a part two and i am so ready for today's episode because it honest to god might change your life because This woman's life absolutely changed based on some really brave, amazing, super smart decisions that she made. We have a real woman, real story slash expert in this space. I first learned about Crypto Mom, uh, gosh, many, many months ago, maybe even a year or two ago um, through a friend in the space who was really passionate about it. And as I learned more about her story, I was just so blown away Uh, by her willingness to try something new, to pivot, to just do an entirely different thing. And to hear about the success that she's had in the space is really inspiring, super motivating, and she's really knowledgeable. So she is sharing that with us today. I am so thrilled that she was able to join me, drop some gems, and outline the pathway to building generational wealth, because that's what we're doing, y'all. Okay. So Sit down, grab a cup of tea, pour a drink, have some coffee, hydrate water if you're into that sort of thing. I should be drinking more water uh, because without further ado, here's Brenda. All right, y'all, 2022, we're all about investing, um, getting our finances together. We've had some episodes, but not this episode. This is the episode that I have been waiting on. I was fangirling out just a few minutes ago telling Brenda it had to be her. Uh, You are absolutely going to love her story. Brenda Gentry, aka Crypto Mom, is a sought-out advisor. She's an expert in the NFT space. She has over 16 years in fintech and traditional banking experience, okay? She's been in crypto and the NFT space for two years as an investor and an advisor to prominent projects like Boss Beauties and Women and Weapons NFT. Her knowledge of the digital media sphere includes managing Gentry Media, a blockchain marketing company, and a newly acquired DeFi platform called BundlesBets.com. Brenda, I was just telling you, I was so, 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 so excited. I was like, it has to be you for this first conversation. 
conversation into cryptocurrency. So thank you so much for joining me today. I am so honored. I am really out of words. <laughs> My little self in Kenya, when I was growing up, I would, I would never would have thought that I would even be able to be, you know, in the presence of greatness and highness, then look oh at me. <laughs> Zuri, you, you, you are very accomplished. Um, I'm really humbled. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. And it's right back at you. You are so accomplished and your story and journey is so fascinating. So I too am in the presence of greatness and I feel very grateful that you're sharing your time, your energy, your expertise with me, with, with our audience. And um, it really is out here changing lives. So I'm really glad that you're going to um, have this conversation with us about cryptocurrency. But before we get into crypto and NFTs and all, all the good stuff, I just want uh, mm -hmm. to learn a little bit more about you. Um, I hear that beautiful accent. Accent. You're originally from Kenya, right? Yes, ma'am. I'm originally from Kenya. Okay. And born and raised. Okay, tell me more. Yeah, I was going to say, were you born and raised? When did you come to the States? Yes. So, wow. <laughs> so, I grew up in Nairobi, Kenya. Spent 18 years of my life. I graduated high school. Um, my parents uh, were actually, um, you know, my dad went to visit. Him. My grandfather was a lecturer in the UK. He was one of the first uh, Kenyans to go to the UK to be a lecturer. Uh, and he lived there for a long time. So my dad was like, hey, um, maybe after high school, you want to live and maybe go and check out Europe. And I decided I didn't want to go to the UK, but I wanted to go to Germany to learn German. I went, into, I went to Germany to learn German and I fell in love with an American man. He was a soldier. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So yeah, I got married uh, and I never went back to Kenya. <laughs> okay, I so you never went back to Kenya. You got married. Um, the same thing happened for producer Star, who you just met. She met her, her really? American soldier while she was in. You were you in Germany, Star? Wait, I can't remember, but they got married in South Korea. But um, wow. yeah, she spent a lot of time in Germany too. So that's fascinating and, and very. And similar. I speak German. I'm wondering if she does. I was about to, I, I feel like it's a no. I don't think Star, unless she's been holding out on me for the last few years. I, okay. I don't think Star speaks German. But that was my next question to you was, did you actually get to learn the language before you left the country? Yeah, I lived in Germany for 10 years. I speak fluent German. So wow. my both Okay, my wait, drop a little something on us. Give us a few sentences. I'm not going to understand what you're saying, but let me hear something. Wie geht's dir? My name is Brenda. Is alles klar bei euch? <laughs> I love it. Oh, God. I need to go get on Duolingo or something. Babel, because I need to. I speak one language, barely. Um, well, that is fascinating. So you married an American man. Um, where are you based now? Where are you guys stationed? Oh, no. So we moved to the military actually sent us to Kansas. We were in Kansas for five years back in 2005. And I had a mortgage company there. And then we relocated to Texas. So we're in San Antonio now. But he's okay. just, um, he's DOD. He's not active anymore. Okay, got it. Eerily similar to Star. She also moved to Kansas after they left Germ or left South Korea. And then they spent time in Texas. And now they're in Georgia. So just, wow, what a, what a coincidence. Um, <laughs> Star yeah, like, me and Star need to talk. Wow. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so you you said you started working um, in was it mortgage lending? What was the business that you were doing? In Kansas? Yeah, in Kansas, I had a mortgage business and I was actually nominated by the state of Kansas uh, as um, I won the Kansas Small Business Imaging Award uh, was given by the governor back then. I was and I just got into mortgage because I was a banker uh, when we were in the mil when my husband was in the military. I just wanted to do something in banking and they offered me a banking job because I could speak German. So they needed someone that could speak both languages. And after I thought it was too little pay. They were paying me $7 an hour and they were like, oh, you got to dress this way and you got to wear this. And I'm like, I don't even have money to pay my daycare. Like you want to pay $7 and you expect me to buy suits all the time. So I said, no, I quit. And I went and started my own business. Mm, good. See, that's how you should. You probably did know even then that entrepreneurial spirit clearly is just in you. Right. Like that yeah, hustle, that, that ambition and desire for more. I love yeah. that you were like, I'm going to craft my own narrative. I'm going to build my own door. I don't need to walk through yours. And you started your own business. 
when did crypto come into your um, entrepreneurial journey? Like, when did you get into the crypto space? So in 2010, when we moved to Texas, um, I was so done with being an entrepreneur because of the market crash in Mm. 08. And I was all in mortgage and real estate. So I was, it really affected my family. Like I had, we, we were buying home. We had probably four homes and I, I, had, I lost a home, uh, one of our homes through foreclosure. And that had, sh- that really shook me. I said, I didn't want to do that anymore. I just wanted to get a regular nine to five. I needed a stable income. I just, my, you know, my, my family was used to, um, you know, when you're used to a six figure income and then you have to go back to working, I had, you know, I had to take a job at a call center and then I had to find something in banking because the money just wasn't adding up to what I was used to. And I had about crypto and I stayed clear away from it. You know, that time I was like, oh, that sounds scary. It was like, so speculative back then. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, those people are really going to get messed up. I'm not getting into that. So I applied for a job at a bank and I got a, I got hired at USAA and I said, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm going to retire at 62, like everybody <laughs> else. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I just want a stable income. I want to be comfortable. And God kept saying, you're not going to retire at 62 and you're too comfortable. So I, 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 um, I, my son, my daughter went to college and started telling me, about blockchain technology. And I told her, hey, little girl, I sent you to study computer science, not anything else. You know, I'm an African mom. Go back to college. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I said, I don't want to hear anything else. Go back and study computer science. So that's how (laughs) I started caring about crypto. Okay. I love that your daughter introduced you to the concepts and you were like, that's not what you're in school for. But in the end, um, that introduction really has changed the trajectory of your lives, right? Like through, through the financial literacy that came with that and the empowerment. Um, so you got into the space. What was your first step? Like, was it buying your first coin? Like, what were you, you was it Bitcoin? What did you first purchase? Um, were you just researching and hesitating to invest? Like, what did you do first to technically become a part of the space? So when I got in my, uh, it was, I, I tried 2019. And I actually was 2017 first. And I said, oh, I'm not going to because we in the bank coming from a traditional background, they teach you about, you know, crypto being, you know, used for money laundering, illicit, you know, activities. Yeah, like so black I, market I, stuff, I, yeah. Black market. You know, I was like, should I, should I not? Should I? So I told my husband I was going to get Bitcoin and I decided not to. So fast forward 2020 and the market, you know, you know, the lockdown happens. Everybody at my job freaked out because the 401k like dropped 80%. Everybody, everything mm. dropped 80, 80%. At that point, the bank let us know, hey, you can take money out of your 401k for whatever, you know, they didn't say any, what, what you're using it for. They just said, hey, emergency funds or for whatever. So I said, okay, hey, this is my opportunity. I went and grabbed some money. And the first thing I did, I told my daughter, let's talk about that Bitcoin situation. Right. <laughs> let's circle back so, around. I've had a change of heart. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it had dropped to 3,800 and uh, Ethereum was at 250. So I loaded up. Wait, yes. can we just bridge? I have to stop because I need to take a moment of silence for the regret I have for not buying more when they had that crash, because I I first started purchasing in like 2017. So I was mostly mm-hmm. Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin. I was back on like Bitstamp back in the day before Coinbase was even as big as it was. And wow. when, you know, the start of the pandemic hit, it was like everyone was so emotionally shook and stressed and there was this energy of fear, but it's so like it's that's the moment you need to be the calmest and do what you did right and say, there's an opportunity here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a risk and invest. But that moment came and went and I didn't buy as much as I should have bought because I'm like, oh, 
and oh. you are an OG because you actually started yes. buying before I did, right? Exactly. And I've seen the bubbles. I've seen the ebbs and flows. Really? I, I know the patterns. Girl, I was stressed. The pandemic had me stressed. I was just distracted with some other you stuff. You have a lot it's of okay. people stressed. So you didn't <laughs> buy? So you just said, okay, I'm not doing it. You just saw like, I'm You not. know what it was? It wasn't even, I had kind of gotten out of following it as religiously as I had been following it. You oh. know, I was in the middle of transitioning to a new job and I was building, you know, a podcast, all these other things. And mm-hmm. so I was just distracted by life and everything going on. And it mm-hmm. wasn't top of mind at the moment it should have been. And trust me, I got we've purchased much more since then. So we're good. But (laughs) when I think about that opportunity cost, I am just like, Ooh, I kind of dropped the ball on that one, but we're still early. Like we always say, we're still early. And that's what I want to talk about. Like this concept of early. Some people feel like they've already missed the wagon. Like it's too late. Um, And I just still encourage my friends while telling them this is not financial advice because y'all will not come hunting me down a few years from now. But I encourage them to do their own research, do their due diligence and invest what they can afford to lose because Mm -hmm. it really is a great opportunity. Before we get into sort of your advice and your journey to really financial freedom, um, break it down for anyone who might be listening right now and it's still like what is crypto exactly like break to cryptocurrency versus like an nft which is something i am still very much not understanding in, in its entirety so yeah. what can you tell us about what cryptocurrency is fundamentally so in 2009 um this Satoshi Nakamoto. I'm just going to go back to Satoshi because the genius that she or he is created a new world, a new revolution, a digital revolution, I would call it, that um, traditional banks and, you know, we we grew up with traditional banks. Traditional banks have had this currency since the 18th, 1700s, whatever, you know. Fiat currency. So digital currency or cryptocurrency is just the opposite of the old regime, the old traditional system, the fiat currency. And digital is digital or cryptocurrencies are recorded on a blockchain, meaning every transaction that happens will forever be on the blockchain recorded and we will be able to see it. It's transparent. It's immutable. It's on the blockchain. So that's crypto. Now, okay. NFTs are actually built on top of Ethereum. There are two, well, the two big uh, cryptocurrencies is obviously number one, the, the Bitcoin itself, right? Yeah. And number two is Ethereum. Now, Ethereum, which was founded by Vitalik Buterin, it's 24, I think it's 24, 25, or however old he is. I believe is the Einstein of our generation. I always say mm-hmm. that on Twitter and Bitcoin people always come at me. <laughs> Listen, the Bitcoin community, let me just say, they're like the beehive, no pun intended, because I've had to ride that way, particularly for the last year. And so I started digging into the weeds and I was like, ooh, the Bitcoin community can be, you know, they can hold you to high standards. They really do. And if you're new, they can scare you away, too, because um, it's either Bitcoin or no. Like you have to be a maximalist for you to be accepted. But I wasn't going to be put in that corner of, oh, you just have to be Bitcoin and Bitcoin forever. I'm like, mm-hmm. listen, my daughter has has friends who are 25 between, you know, they're younger and younger than me, and they're making money with coins that nobody even knows. I can name two, like Yan Finance, where one of her friends became, a, actually Yan Finance made several millionaires in 2020. So wow. yes, I, I'll, I'll tell you that story, but a lot of these tokens that people don't know are the ones that are making people a lot of money. If I want to store value, then I'll go to Bitcoin. But anyway, so uh, Vitalik founded uh, Ethereum, and this kid made it to where the smart contracts you can build on top of. So that's what NFTs are being built on top of. They're built on top of Ethereum. And now we have layer ones. We have Solana, Polygon, and a few others. And, and I know a lot of people probably don't know all these terms. So I'm just going to stay basic, very basic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. This is definitely a basic uh, level conversation just for people to wrap their minds around it. I have so many questions that I want to ask that might be too 
layered for this first intro episode. Um, yeah. But we'll be talking more because I just I'm so fascinated okay. by your mind and uh, your brilliance, really, and what you've been able to accomplish. Um, you, you talked about the idea of storing value versus building wealth. And I think that's really important because I look at Bitcoin as an opportunity to store value. You know, growing up, we were taught often Put your keep your cash where you can see it, cash under the mattress, figuratively speaking, you know, like don't trust the banks. And I was devastated to realize in my adulthood, once I took my financial literacy and education um, very seriously, and I took control of it, just how little I knew. And it wasn't anyone's fault. Like your parents, your family, your community can't teach what they don't know. And so I think it's a bigger problem of certain communities, particularly the ones that I was a part of, the inner city in, in you know Toledo, Ohio, and other communities of similar socioeconomic background, um, we weren't getting that education. Nobody cared enough to to empower us or say, hey, here are the keys to building generational wealth. So I thought just holding on to my cash was a good thing because that's what people told me. And now I'm looking at learning about inflation. I'm looking at what a dollar does today versus 10 years ago. And I'm like, I'm sitting here watching my dollar burn. And a year later, I can't even buy what I was going to buy a year ago. And you're telling me this is a good thing? It just doesn't make sense. And so that's when I started to take investment seriously. And that's why I, I agree with you when you say Bitcoin is an opportunity for stored value. Um, are there any other coins that you believe are similar in that sense? And when do we start to move from stored value to building wealth? Which coins build wealth? Because at this point, Bitcoin isn't going to do it unless you have a lot of money to invest, right? Oh, you got it early. Yeah. If you got in, mm -hmm. in, in Bitcoin when it was 3,800 or even lower, yes. But if, you, if you're getting in right. now, it's the most it's going to do in the next year was probably two or three X. Two or three X, we're looking at probably, you know, around 100K. But that's, a, I would say, a year and a half out. But if I know tokens that you can do 10x or I know which tokens which are going to be, you know, launched here very soon, that will be that amount, mm. you know. So. Mm. And speaking of that, knowing those tokens, I know you can't give all the goods away. Y'all going to have to call. She is a consultant. OK, so you need to book a session. We can't give you all the goods for free, but we can give you the intro. The final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides, loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family's safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, 
or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T, connecting changes everything. Limited time offer requires 0% APR, 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers, other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. So tell us a little bit about what you do in the space now. Well, so in 2021, when NFTs were beginning to be hyped by celebrities and, you know, everyone on social media was talking about NFTs, my daughter uh, was, she founded a DAO, a decentralized autonomous organization. And um, before she did that, she was doing PR for one of the uh, largest blockchain um, PR agencies, and she was tapped to work on Mick Jagger's NFT drop. It was for charity. So when she did that drop, it was so it, it was successful to where a lot of celebrities or you know people reached out to her and were like, "Hey, we need help in getting our NFTs out to the market." So last year we were able to work with the top three of the you know women-led nft projects um so it was boss beauties which we helped uh, bring to market and now they're blue they are not blue chip yet like world of women but they are on the way to blue chip so yeah that i can say and then um world of uh, women and weapons uh yes that we also advised on and we uh, also acquired a DeFi platform a lot of people don't know what DeFi is. DeFi is decentralized finance. Anything is uh, anything from uh, uh, traditional banking coming into the new Web three will be termed as decentralized finance. The APYs is something the banks will not even be able to give you. Um, so I came from traditional banking where you see AP, APRs or APYs of zero point. You know the most they're gonna give you a CD is maybe zero point. Five, or you'll be lucky to get 1%. But in decentralized finance, they give you 5% and more. So you weigh and you're like, okay, which one's better? Obviously, the young generation is going to go for DeFi. And so we acquired a DeFi platform last year. So that's what I do. And I consult, I don't consult individuals. So my article went viral and and my DMs blew up because people were like, I need help. I need help. I need help. I'm done. Of, I'm, you know, I don't want to do nine to five. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with nine to five. I did it for 26 years. There's nothing wrong with that. I just wasn't going to be retiring in a nine to five. But yeah, so I don't want people to think there's anything wrong with a nine to five. It's not for everybody. It wasn't for me. But yeah, I don't consult individuals. I do startups only. You do startups. Okay, so you consult with startups on how to invest money properly to grow their businesses or startups whose job it is to invest in this new space? Yeah, so startups who's the latter, the ones who are coming from Web 2 to Web 3, and we're calling it Web 3 because Web 3 is accessible. Web 2 is Apple, Amazon, Eve, all those. Big tech, yeah. Big tech, yes. Web3, you have no one's controlling Web3. We are, the early people are in control of Web3. We are the pioneers. We are the ground level. We were underrepresented women, minorities. We didn't know anything about internet until the you know late 90s. I, growing up in Kenya, really, we didn't even have any access. We were like, what's Microsoft? What was that? Yeah. We had no idea what it was. We were left behind and we didn't know until... 10 years later. So this time around, we are right there at the forefront. So we have the ability to make a change. Yeah. 
Wow. You're so right about that. Um, look, I know you're breaking a lot of hearts right now, though, Brenda. We were, we were out here thinking you were about to be our Harriet Tubman on this episode. Just lead us. To, take us to the promised land. Take us with you. We want to go to the other side. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm joking. In, in all seriousness, like you're dropping so many gems that are um, that's food for thought. Right. For people who are in the space and your journey, the fact that you took that leap, that you retired yourself early from your nine to five. Right. That you were able to transition into this new space at such a young age, like that in itself is inspiration for someone who might be on the fence or considering trying something different. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm curious, what would you say to someone who's on the fence? Because you were able to um, sort of transition and leave your job and pivot into this new field at, how old were you when that happened? If you don't mind me asking. No, I'm 46 now. So that happened right at my on my 46th birthday. Last year in October, I... I, when I turned 46, I had put in my two weeks notice. Mm. I had actually put in my two weeks notice in May and the market went. Mm. <laughs> and I told my boss uh, about that two week notice. <laughs> let me get a few more weeks. Let me get a few more weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, let me get back with you about that. So she mm. started laughing. I mean, the bank loved me. They, re- they did not want me to leave. Mm. I was like their humor girl. Like mm-hmm. I would walk into the office and everybody would just start laughing. I don't know. I don't know what I said that was funny, but mm-hmm. I thought they laughed at my accent. But anyways, they, um, <laughs> they told me they just loved my humor. And I, I was, it was sad leaving the bank. It was not something that I was jumping up and excited, even though I knew I was walking into freedom. Have you know, you know those stories where you've been in certain, you're you're confined for so long that you even like being confined. Mm-hmm. That when you finally are free, you just mm-hmm. don't want to go. Right. You're like, I don't even know what to do with all this space. Yeah, I was so like, oh my God, this is I've been praying for this for years. And now it's here. Um, I don't know whether I'm happy or crying, mm. but I, I eventually, when I left, I was like, this is the best thing I've ever done. Mm. And um, I so now people are reaching out to me to where my daughters and I were doing a course now for teaching people how to learn uh, decentralized finance. We are going to be also uh, doing seminars. A lot of um, companies have reached out to us. Do mm-hmm. we want to, you know, help people, help women, minorities, Um do a seminar or two. So that's what we're working on also. Oh, that's fascinating. Well, you're going to have to keep me up to date on that. I'll check in because I would love to promote that and share that with our audience, whether it's the course, oh, seminars, wow. anything to the public, because this education is so important. And I believe in investing in yourself. So I'm always encouraging people buy the course. If that course speaks to you and you feel like it's an opportunity to empower you in a way that you want to be empowered, you know, like it goes so far, big picture. And so often people are like, like, mm, I don't know if it's worth that $200 at $300. I'm like that $300 could change the trajectory of, or the, the course of your life. If you're willing to go there, you know, so I'd, I'd love to hear more about that as it, as it evolves. Is the course available now or are you still working on it? So, so some of it, uh, we've, we've actually started recording. So what we did is a lot of, we noticed like last week I went to a mining, a crypto mining conference all crypto bros like literally i turned around i'm like am i the only black person here like i didn't i mean <laughs> were you, know, you so i mean wise <laughs> i counted four, <laughs> four. okay but, four we out here let's go i mean and, and see the founder is is a now is now a friend and he was like we want you to tell people on twitter it wasn't just you're the you're not the only female there where you I was like I counted five like but if you said there was a lot of females I didn't see too but anyway so these crypto mining conferences are so educational because guess what there's still money to be made with even in crypt, passive income for crypto mining what is crypto mining for those who might not know I'm gonna answer your question with with going back to last year, China banning crypto mining in China. What crypto mining is is what allows a lot of people will say maybe the energy it takes to to create one Bitcoin is not good for the environment, but crypto mining is just a way of actually bringing the cryptocurrency not all because a lot of them are going to proof of stake like ethereum but bitcoin still uses proof of work proof of work means that there has to be some mathematical um 
fundamental er done work done in the background by miners in order for this Bitcoin to be able to be what it, you know, be what it is. And it takes um, a lot of electricity. It takes, they say a lot of electricity, but it takes like maybe your iron box. That's the kind of electricity it needs, but it's mm. a ma mathematical um, findings for the uh, crypto to, for at least for Bitcoin. That's what mining is. Okay. But when we okay, talk about it. mining, we're not talking about we're doing the math. No, you buy this mining machine and this mining machine does the math for you. And when you do. Wait, 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 wait. I was today years old when I realized that I don't have to literally be there mining. You're telling me you can buy the machine and that is the investment. It does the mining for you. They don't tell you that. They don't tell you that. I thought the same way that you do. And a lot of people do. A lot of people do. And guess what? I have, I just met a guy who's multimillionaire. I just moved to Puerto Rico, bought him a big old yak. He's been mining since 2010. And literally when he told me, I was like, okay, so how come we don't know about mining? Like, why are we just, they don't tell us. The Bible says we perish because of lack of knowledge. We don't, what you don't, what you don't know. Hey, amen. This, we, we got, you know, we're going to help our people. Yep. I got to help people. I got to tell people. That's exactly it. And that's why I'm so glad. That's why I wanted you on the podcast, because we need to help our people. And this feels like it doesn't just feel like I'm seeing that it is such an opportunity for us to finally play catch up, to finally build the general wealth that's been denied to us for centuries at this point. And it's wild to me that you're right. They haven't even told us that, right? Like we have to go out and actively seek this information, but how can you actively seek a thing if you don't even know it exists? I can't, I gotta sit with that. That was that. Okay. That's wild. So back to crypto mining. Apparently this is accessible for all. If only we knew that that was an option. Um, so you were diving into that space and you were mining. Yeah. And actually my husband, um, he's more of the tech side, like the girls and I, we like the trading, but he likes to do tech. So he, in, you know, he encouraged me when I told him, Hey, this event is like all crypto bros. And he's like, babe, no, you just go and find out. Cause he also is like, I, I know there's money. There's some gold there. We just got to go figure out how to get it. So we get into this event and we're amazed because a lot of, okay. So what in my heart, and I'm very spiritual, I know there's a transfer of wealth. I knew God told me this in 2020, that there's a transfer of wealth coming. And he said it would come in the form of technology. He said it would come in the form of, you know, education. It would come in the form where most people are not really paying atten attention to, like, especially in the tech side of education, STEM, STEM education. Um, and that's what I was pushing my kids to. I was saying, I was telling them, we are not, we don't have enough women. We don't have enough people of color in STEM. You please go that direction because there's a wealth transfer happening and it's going to go to certain areas where we don't, we're not involved or included. So crypto mining was one of those areas last year when China banned. And I don't know if a lot of people realize this, but that was all, um, that was really spiritual because crypto mining is a billion dollar industry, multi-billion dollar industry. And for China to shut their doors down and, and they had 80% control of crypto mining and they just decided suddenly, no, we don't want because it's taking a lot of energy. So then it went to Kazakhstan last year. And this year, Kazakhstan, like last month, January, Kazakhstan is already having issues because they can't keep up. It's already too much of a load for them. And now America has, America has the opportunity Texas is taking, you know, the governor of Texas, he's pro, you know, pro-crypto, pro pro-Bitcoin, uh, uh, Miami as well, uh, Wyoming. So it's time for the states to step up and say, hey, move that wealth over here. Yeah, so crypto mining is interesting and it's very in-depth that it will probably take more time. But all I'm saying is an investment my husband made of three, about was, you no, know, I think it was 5,000, has gone 4X in about five months. Mm, really? Four X in five months. From mining. Yeah. 
that was just one machine. You, wow. I mean, you can have multiple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just so. so rare to see those sorts of returns in traditional financial spaces, right? You don't see You're not going to see them. Yeah, you're not going to see them. And crypto mining people will not tell you that. Mm, mm, fascinating. Okay, well, that's definitely something I'll be digging into more. I hope people listening will do the same. Um, I'm curious to know, when it comes to resources, books, um, platforms, where can people read more to educate themselves in the spaces of crypto and NFTs and Web 3.0? What do you recommend? So I have an ebook actually that's going to be released in the in uh, okay. in, this, in the course of this month. I was shooting a documentary with CBS. I I don't know if I mentioned that before, but they did reach out to us uh, because they wanted they wanted to know more about how middle aged people can get into you know this space. So we did a documentary and. Um, I, you know, the idea came about for me to do an ebook while I was doing this because they were like, a lot of people don't know what NFTs are. And by the time this goes live, you will probably have the opportunity to explain what NFTs are with your ebook. So then I got, you know, to writing and it should be done by the end of this month. Other than that, I have, I personally learned from a lot of YouTubers. There's a YouTuber by the name of DCL Blogger. He was one of the only NFT, he was blogging about NFTs back in 2018 when nobody was talking about NFTs. If they dig up to his old videos, a lot of those videos um, that are old that people can learn. Uh, other than that, I, um, I'm, I'm again, we're working on courses and trying to help as many people as we can. I'm going to also teach about mining. There's also another way to earn passive income for those people who just want to try it on the side and don't want to trade. And that is using nodes, you know, buying nodes or, you know, staking nodes. Staking nodes is also giving people a passive income of, you know, between two to three K a month. So. Wow. I mean, that is, that's amazing. We're talking passive income at two to three K a month. That's money that you're making while you sleep. I don't see why anybody who could take that opportunity wouldn't take that opportunity if they know about it. Yeah. So the only thing is I would tell people is do research. It's too many people are getting into this space and falling into scams. A lady reached out to me and she said, oh, I just lost $6,500 because I reached out to a, an impersonator, Miss Crypto Mom. I say, before you invest, or put, why would you give $6,500 to people online? Like people are so, so ready to leave their nine to fives, they're willing to give away money to just anybody. So I had to let people know I'm, I'm not, and I don't know if it was the CNBC, when they did the article, they didn't even know it was going to go viral. So I wasn't even prepared to let people know I don't have a trading platform. I'm not a trader. I'm just a mother who just quit her job to do this full time. So if anybody's asking you for money, that's not me. Um, so, yeah, so I'm hoping I get verified real soon so people can get stop losing money. We need to figure out who we need to tweet because we <laughs> yeah. need to get you verified. So, yeah. So people know who to actually go to when, when they're tweeting crypto mom. The final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides, loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family's safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, 
a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements. Along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR. 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. I'm curious to know, what are your top three predictions for the world of cryptocurrency and NFTs for 2022? Okay, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm, pos- I'm, a, I'm usually a very positive and overly bullish person. So people who follow me have actually figured that. So if they want to, I mean, I'm, if, when the market is red, I'm not going to sugarcoat. I'm going to be like, hey. If you're into crypto, like when I got my sisters, my whole family got into crypto last year and my sister literally calls me every time the market is red. I mean, we call each other every every other day, but when the market is red, she calls me maybe four times a day. Really? And she's stressed like, why did you get me into this? What is going on? I'm about to sell. <laughs> she's like, she's like, I can't. I'm like, are you Okay. This is not for everybody. I already gave you a warning. This is when the market is red. The market was red for three months. And we, she was like, three months? What am I going to No, like she was freaking out. <laughs> like The model, right? You got to hold on for dear life. You just ride that way. Exactly. Hold on to you for dear life. Some people, it's not for them. They want to make money, but I'll... I'd rather teach you crypto mining where you don't have to worry about looking at charts every day. Let your money just put buy this machine, put it in your house, in your garage and forget about it. You know what I'm saying? Rather, that's what I told my sister after a while. I was like, no, this is not for you. You can't trade. But anyway, my predictions for 2022, I see Bitcoin. I'm very bullish about Bitcoin. Bitcoin is definitely going to go back to its all time high, 69, even higher. Um, It's definitely going to go higher than 69. I would say even in the 80s this year. Ethereum is going to go, obviously, Ethereum, they have ETH Denver going on now. So what ETH, ETH Denver, Ethereum Denver, it's a conference happening right now uh, where all the developers for the Ethereum network are figuring out how to reduce the gas. And once they figure that out, which they usually do in a short period of time, I don't know why it takes them so long, um, the price of Ethereum will start going back up. And this is the year of NFTs. I'm going to emphasize that. This is the year of NFTs. Last year was just the beginning. Uh, Coinbase uh, Coinbase just now, uh, they announced that they are launching a Coinbase NFT platform next week. Um, OpenSeas has seen up to 5 billion of trading volume in January. So it is going to be the year of NFTs. So that's what I would just... Those are my predictions. 2022, the year of NFTs. The people who started in last year are early, but the people who get it in 2022 will be early as well. And and I love hearing that because so often we hear, oh, it's too late. Oh, I missed the boat. Okay, well, the crypto is a thing now. And I always try to emphasize, particularly to the people I care about who I want to have access to this world and this opportunity for financial freedom, it's not too late. Even now is still just the beginning um, of this new way of living and doing business and financial transactions. It's not going anywhere. And I think finally people are realizing this isn't a passing fade. It's not a thing that comes and goes. It's not, remember when crypto was a thing? This is not just the future, it feels very much like a new now. Um, So I love hearing you say that it's not too late. So you're telling the folks, if they're watching this or listening to this right now and they're on the fence, 
if they can afford to get in, they should still get in. Yeah, but let's think about it this way. Only 1% of the world already has knowledge of crypto, or even have crypto wallets. 1%. Um, in the US, 29 million people have, and that was as of last year, 29 million people out of how many? We are over 310. I don't know. The last population is what? We are about 310. So it's a 1% that knows about crypto in the US. Tell me how early we are. Even, even 2025 will still be early. It's like the wild, wild west right now. The, I mean, the crypto is full of scams. There's potential to make money. Just like getting, back, getting to California when there was gold in the 1800s. The people that got there early obviously obviously made money, but the people that got there period made money too. There was, there was gold all the way to, you know, a few more years later. So if that's exactly what's going to happen. Whenever you get in the first three, four, five years, you'll still eventually um, be able to make at least six figures, at least if you are timing the right projects. Got it. Got it. Um, in 2021, you said my biggest flex this year was walking away from my banking career of 16 years to go into crypto full time, retired my parents. And now my goal is to retire my siblings and get them working for themselves. If that is not prophecy, if that is not the word that I receive, like amen times 10 to that, just Tell me, talk to me about what that felt like to be able to flex in that way and how empowering it is to know that we are really out here breaking generational curses and building wealth, breaking the chains of poverty via this, this space, via, via the work that people like you are doing. It is such a humbling experience because I, you know, like most people, we grow up realizing that, oh, we'll work until we're 68. Thinking we'll, you know, my, my, one of my coworkers, when she left the bank last year, when she was walking out, um, I remember her telling me, Brenda, you're going to be here for another, what, 15, 20 years. And I told her, I turned around and told her, you'll be surprised. I'm leaving this bank. I'm retiring this year. I spoke that into existence. I, in my spirit, felt that I, I had already tested crypto and there was no way I was going to be working for a bank, making them millions of dollars. And I was one of their hardest workers. Literally, I stayed there till eight o'clock if I had to, just to get some documents out. So, I mean, we come, I come from a very hardworking background, but I knew that there has to be another way. Because you get to 70, you're already tired, you don't want to travel the world, you have grandchildren, you don't have to, you don't want to do anything. People just retire and they're ready to die. That wasn't going to be my story. Um, I wanted to make sure we break that curse and to be able to see many other people break that curse because we're, we want, it, it's been a cycle. We grew up knowing that, you know, this, we, we're going to do this and we got to keep doing this. But crypto has changed Oh, I wanted to shout it on the rooftop. So that Saturday morning, I just woke up and I had you just put it That's about the same as shouting on the rooftop. <laughs> it's more effective. More people can hear it. <laughs> yeah. So that Saturday, I, I even sat on my bed and I say, you know what? That was living that job to me was a big flex. And not only that, I had called my parents uh, a, a month before and my mom was working uh, as a cleaner. And she was cleaning and she would always tell me how cold it, got, it gets in London because they live in England now. And um, she would say, oh, baby, it's going to be so cold again. And I have to start waking up in the morning to go do these cleaning jobs. And I told her, mom, you don't realize what's happening. Crypto has changed my life. You don't have to do that anymore. I want you to quit your job. I want, I want you and dad to just retire like don't think about money the way you used to and that moment when i typed that tweet i was i had told them they had already she had put in her, her notice so it was it was so such a good feeling to know that you can do this for yourself but you can do this for others too mm, oh my god i i get literal chills hearing you talk about 
how you told your mom, you don't need to think about money the way you used to think about it. This is such a seismic shift in in who we are as a people and what we're capable of and how money will be made and spent and the freedom that it will provide us. It just hits so different. It feels almost religious. It feels spiritual. You know, I love to hear you say that you're a spiritual person because it feels spiritual uh, conversations like this, especially at the intersection of um, generational poverty and what it means to be Black in the world, period, transcending any given country, just to be Black in the world and to finally have this opportunity. um, We don't want anyone to miss it. And I love that you are so passionate about sharing what you know so that people don't have to miss that boat. It is is inspirational. It's, It's inspiring. Thank you so much. No, you're welcome. You're welcome. No, so yeah, when I, I, I send that tweet out and people, and I said, I got here and I want everybody to know about crypto. I got here in 2020 and I'll make sure all people that look like me know about crypto. Because when I got here, a lot of crypto bros were wondering, well, who is she? Like, who, why is she retweeting us? But I'll, I just got to the space and I wasn't being, I don't get intimidated by anybody um, and knowing that I didn't see people that look like me. And then when I started showing, uh, talking about my banking, in, you know, how, what I knew from banking, other people, developers, women uh, that were behind the scenes were coming up to me and saying um, in my DMs, I'm glad you're able to say what you're saying because we've been here since 2017, but we are so quiet. We don't know what, how to talk about. We don't know how to tell people about crypto because we are silently in the background because you come up to the front and people are wondering what kind of knowledge do you have about crypto? Then you have to start teaching people about crypto. A lot of them don't want to teach people. A lot of people, you'll be surprised. A lot of people just want to make money and be comfortable in their homes by themselves. I don't know that I couldn't be like that. It wouldn't benefit me to be rich and not tell you where to go get the money. You know what I'm saying? I want you to, if I'm going to get out, I'm going to make sure all my neighbors that don't know how to access this information get to access it. If there's a conference about crypto mining, I'll be like, Zuri, there's a conference in LA. I'm coming to LA. Let's go to yes, this conference. Me <laughs> <laughs> Let me know. We're just saying, we're going where the money resides, where the money resides. I love it. Lead the way. <laughs> Oh my God, you are so, you're just a fountain of knowledge. If people want to follow you, um, just kind of read your thoughts, your tweets, um, not, you know, not all the DM side and all the things, but they were hitting you up after the article went viral, but just kind of learn more of your story and follow your journey. Where can they go for more information? So my website, which we put together real quick because CBS was coming to my house <laughs> two weeks ago. So it's misscryptomom.com. And they, if you know, there's a way you can leave your email, misscryptomom.com. And um, my Instagram is also. And is that M I S S or M S crypto? No, M S M S M S M S cryptomom.com. Okay. Yeah, M S cryptomom.com. And uh, Twitter is misscryptomom1 with the number one dot com. Oh, yeah, misscryptomom1. As soon as I get verified, that's going to be so good. I'm hoping I reached out to a friend and she said she knows somebody that can expedite it. So hopefully we get that done. I just don't like seeing people, new people coming in and getting scammed. That's mm-hmm. really sad. Mm-hmm. It, it is. Um, so we'll keep our fingers crossed for that verification soon. Yeah. Again, I'll go find <laughs> a position to sign. Any final thoughts, anything that you'd love to leave our listeners with, whatever it may be? Yeah, I I personally see what's going on in the world and um, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of people spreading fad, I would call it, we call it fad. It's fear, uncertainty, fear, uncertainty and doubt. Fad. When you focus on fad or whatever, that's, you know, what it stands for, people will be scared to invest you you, in life sometimes you have to take risks if i continued doing what i was doing for the last 10 12 years in the bank i would still be at the bank but sometimes it took me taking money from my 401k um hey my 401k is still sitting at where i left it is still sitting there honestly it hasn't moved i moved just a fraction of it and made the same amount you know i made my six figures back my 401k in 11 years at the bank was lower six figures, right? My, when I took a fraction of it, 
from the bank and put it in crypto. My crypto went to mid um, mid six figures. It went twice as much as my 401k. So people should not be afraid to invest. And just sometimes it, it pays to turn off the TV, don't listen to the fad, don't listen to whatever the world is saying. Of course, inflation is here. So what you going to do about it? Do something about it by hedging against it with something that can make you money. Here, here. Three snaps for that. I'll give you, t- give you 10 more. Uh, Brenda, thank you so much again for sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, your expertise. You're doing some amazing things in the field. I'm so excited to continue watching and supporting your journey. Um, and I so appreciate you. So, so thank you for, for dropping your knowledge with our audience today. I am really honored. Thank you so much. Did you feel that shift? Was that not a moment? Thank you so much, Brenda. Again, you are the real deal. I just love hearing her talk about the space. She's so knowledgeable and I'm excited for you to hopefully pick up some of what you've learned here and, and consider applying it. You know, as again, we we start these paths towards building, you know, generational wealth, financial stability and security and pass it along. If there's a friend that you know would like to listen to this episode or could stand to learn a few things about this space, share the episode. It's the easiest way for us to grow. Thank you again, Brenda, for joining me on today's podcast. Make sure y'all pick up her eBooks and courses. She's given the game away for free. So go ahead and check it out. And don't forget that I want you. Okay. That's right. You over the last few weeks, I've been asking for listeners to join me on the show. Uh, so we can just have some old school girl chat, talk about self-care relationships, get advice in real time from me. If you're into that sort of thing, I can't guarantee that it'll be good advice, but I'll I'll do my best <laughs> um, or chat about your favorite episodes. Some of the things you've learned, some of the things that have helped you in your life or made you kind of reconsider things in your life. Whatever you want to talk about. I'm open. Let's do it. Send me an email to hello at hothappymess.com with the subject line chat with Z and let us know if you want to come on the show. Cool. Cool. All right. Remember, tell your friends about this episode. Put them on game. Uh, post on social at Hot Happy Mess at Zuri Hall, and we can repost you. And in the meantime, stay tuned for more episodes. We've got them coming every Wednesday. Wednesday. I'm Wednesday, Zuri. Wednesday. It's been real. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is Clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu.